Welcome to the board game community show. I'm your host, Riley Starr. Join me as I get to know folks in this community. They could be designers or streamers, podcasters, YouTubers, publishers, whatever. Really anything with a nerd at the end of its title is welcome here on the board. Community show, show, show. Welcome to the Board Game Community Show. I'm your host, Riley Stock, and today we have James Simmons from Game Apart. Uh, how are you doing, James? I'm good. How are you today? I'm good. Awesome. I'm excited to have you on. Thank Somebody you. Somebody set this up, which was very cool, like to get a message in the in the old dms <laughs> hey yeah you know cool cool for me too um cool cool for me that we're 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 at that point now where i can as a company where i can get help reaching out to folks and all that cuz i'm terrible at it um <laughs> so, like like I, I as i'm sure we'll go to i i started out as an engineer and so the 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 side of me that's got to be out there and engaging and, and extroverted and all that is 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 still something I'm kind of forcing myself to uh, to, to 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 get better at over time. It's hard, and it's only been made harder through the pandemic, which I think you with Game Apart you address quite a bit of. We'll dive into that later, but we're trying. Cool. Yeah, which I think is a valiant cause. So, um, but first we'll start off with the the standard questions. Huh? Uh, what got you into board gaming? So in its current incarnation, which I would say that I'm I'm still an amateur but learning, uh, it was Game Apart, and I know we're going to get into that. So if I if I take a step back from that, it, it was really um, my friend Holly, and uh, and and she was the one where anytime the friend group would get together, it's hey let's let's play a game, right? I I and and, and so she would start out with fairly easy stuff for us, but I knew her collection at home was like into the the hundreds. And so at some point it was like, Hey, can we, can we try other stuff? Like I, you know, I, I did a lot of, I, I mean, I did you know, a lot of magic years ago, like coming up on 20 years ago. Um, and then kind of fell out of it, fell out of that world for a while. And I was like, Hey, let's, let's try some other stuff. And so she would just start bringing kind of progressively more sophisticated, serious. I don't want to say complicated because they aren't necessarily more complicated, but just more, uh, I mean, we just go kind of dove deeper and deeper. And we didn't get too far because then pandemic hit and all of a sudden, you know, it's like you're, you're stuck at home. But, uh, but that was, that was really kind of my, my journey in. That, I think that's how a lot of us start is just, we have that one friend. (laughs) Exactly. So do you have a favorite game? My, my favorite, just in terms of of what I love and 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 have spent a ton of time in, is 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 I think fairly, um, I think to to many would be fairly vanilla, but Catan is still. I've not found anything I like more. I think if I could truly get time with terraforming Mars, I, Mars, I think that would be it. Oh, nice. I love everything about it. I just haven't been exposed to it enough yet to say like yes like let's let's do this you got to get over that like initial learning curve yeah and and that's one of those ones i i feel like i was i feel like i was i, I mean that's because that's what we were that's what we were we were starting to to to, to get into as march of 2020 hit uh-huh. and uh i was like okay well i mean this this one no matter how good your platform is i think we've got a great way you can't do that one over zoom that's not happening anytime soon that's a, <laughs> that's a big lift and so we uh we kind of retreated back a little bit from there. Do you have a fond memory regarding board games? I do. I have a lot. I think that the one that that just leapt to mind as you asked that was uh, so we went to Gen Con this year to kind of get you know just learn and dive deeper and all that. And one of our game partners, and I'm sorry, I know that the context for a lot of this probably won't make sense to to, to folks until a little bit later. But one of our game partners um, invited us, and so you know there was a lot of play testing and all that going on, but what he did, so this is Steve at, at Netty Games, was, you know, in the in the lobby of the hotel, he pulled out like true playtesting. Like, like this was cardboard, 
cutouts and, you know, stuff printed and stuck on it and a couple little 3D printed pieces. We were literally iterating on the mechanics in real time. And he's just taking notes and getting ideas and all that to show it to a wider audience the next day. I mean, just to me, like that, that lobby experience with, with fun people and, and, and a bar that, uh, that, that, that was open late, um, especially <laughs> after the last year and a half was just like that just sticks in my head as, as just a really good time. I think that's magical, you know, being able to just hang out with people, have fun, especially I, I do a lot of playtesting. So it's like it's a really cool experience to be involved in that formation of games. It was. Yeah, you get to feel like. I mean, you truly get to feel like, you know, you're part of that creative process. And, and when you get to do that, um, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a, a, I'm not a great creator by any stretch, but when you get to do that, but you have no pressure, like all you have to do is give your ideas and your thoughts and your feedback. It's just really fun. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I encourage everyone to do it. Uh, yeah, me too. at the end of the episode, there's going to be a plug about protocon online, which is like an online playtesting event. So perfect people will hear more about that. But anyways, I think that's the perfect segue from fond memories, creating those fond memories and how you do it in a pandemic world with Game Apart. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so Game Apart is, um, in a nutshell, gets games over Zoom. In a, in a bigger nutshell, it's games over Zoom, Teams, Slack, Discord. I mean, anything that has kind of an online collaboration. So we're, we're totally platform agnostic. And uh, you can also, I mean, you, you know, you can also do the, the in-person play, cast it to your TV, and you can all be sitting around um, playing a digital version of a game. So, so it does that, but at its core, it's we're the Games Over Zoom platform. And we started, you know, we were talking about fond memories, but we started from, a, from an unfond memory. And the unfond memory was April, May of 2020, back to back to back calls, right? Like I did this for work and I was already pretty used to that for work other than traveling and all that. I, I, I was, I was home and on zoom all the time, but then like I would shut off work for the day and then I would go into, um, you know, we were having a baby at the time. So parenting classes, uh, online, happy hours, online conferences, uh, hang out with my friends, teaching my parents how to use zoom, which was like an adventure in and of itself. And at some point I, and, a, and, and, and the, the group of friends that I was on were just like, guys, I, I love you all, but I'm sick of talking to you. Like, <laughs> I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm burnt out of this. So, so my friend Holly that I mentioned earlier, um, she's like, well, let's, let's play a game. And so we all went online and, and searched games over Zoom to see what, what was there. And, and we found a couple things pretty quick. One is that there was no, at the time, it's changed a little bit since, but at the time there was no tool or platform built for that specific thing. Like it just didn't exist. Um, and then basically everything after that came down to here's, here are the games that you can jerry rig into working virtually. And then there's Jackbox. I mean, and that was really kind of the, <laughs> those were your options and it was fine. Um, you know, we, we, we did a couple things and, and we ended up because of the group we were with, we ended up settling on, you know, party games and, um, you know, just kind of ran through a bunch of those. And the next day I was sitting there thinking about it and like, you know, I'm a tech guy. I do tech startups. I haven't actually built something with my own hands in a while. And, and if I don't do something soon, I'm going to lose all those skills. And so, um, I basically just decided I wanted to build cards against humanity that worked over zoom. Um, I, I don't know why I picked that one, but you know, it's just like this, this would be simple and easy and utterly brainless. And, um, and, and so I kind of called up a group of folks and that's what we did. And Game Apart, Game Apart was born from that. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I'm looking at like the list of games. It seems like you've got a good variety of games too, so far. Yeah, we're, we're working on it. I mean, we're, we're trying to add one a month and, um, generally speaking, what you'd see is, is the, the complexity kind of increasing over time. So uh, Conspiracy Theory was one, the, the second to last one we released. And that, that was our first effort at truly getting into the board, the board space. Now, you know, it's, it's trivia. Um, and so that was, there were certain parts of that that were easier for us. But we're basically trying to graduate our way into more and more complex games. And then, and then with kind of our, our technical ability to do stuff, we're balancing that out with 
what are our what are our users asking us for? Like either either what are we getting a lot of people asking us for, or what do we find where there's like some demographic of our user base that's saying we're not we're not satisfied. Like we have like we have nothing fun here, um, and we want to try and kind of try and move to that. But yeah, the first two were um, gifts against society, which is obviously cards against humanity. Um, <laughs> just, just retailered and it's, and, and, and we've turned it into memes. So, so we bring in gifts and they're, they're one of the fun things that, that we kind of did to show that digital can do some things better, some things not as well. Um, it, it auto creates a meme for every card as it's dealt. So, so, so as it's dealt, it, it looks at the text, goes out to Giphy, grabs something funny and, and sticks it back. And then the other one, um, which which we branded as the word really is just one, um, and and that was an effort to to get something that was a little bit more kind of strategic and focused, but still kind of simple card party ish game. I looked through gifts against society, and I was like, oh, this is fun because it's there's like, what do you meme? Which is that same type of thing of just using memes. Yeah, it takes it a step further where there's no way you could do that in physical space. Like, yeah, I mean, you can't you can't stick a video on a card. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't work. I mean, um, and and our point was, you know, the I think we all fully believe and 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 appreciate that there, no matter how far we come with technology, there is no substitute for sitting around a table with friends or family. Like it's just it it can't possibly be the same. And so we know that there's areas where we're just never going to get there. And so to those, it's like, well, what can we do? how do we introduce elements that you couldn't do sitting around a table together as easily? And that's, and some of that is bringing in video, it's bringing in content that refreshes itself every month. Like that there's, there's some things where we can say, well, we, we, we can, we can't, we can't replicate everything, but there are some things that we can do differently or, or even better. So what you got to do is when you find that space, you've got to fill it out, you know? Yeah. And, and kind of try and evolve and figure out where you're, you know, what, what can be your strengths and what are going to be your weaknesses. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you cannot launch yourself across the table at someone on our platform. <laughs> it's not it's not achievable, but yeah. <laughs> we can give but, you <laughs> I don't know if that's an advantage or disadvantage. It depends on which one you are. It depends on who you are and, and what kind of a player you are and all that. Um, yeah, exactly. Sure. No, but I absolutely love that because I can think of dozens of times doing like a family get together on Zoom and then it gets to that point where it's like stale. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like we talked to each other last week, so <sighs> exactly. And, and that 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 moment right there was was where Game Apart was born. And uh, so Holly was my first call because she she understands this world and understands the space. And she was like, "Yeah, this sounds great. I'll I'm in." And uh, my brother Justin was was my next, so he's he's my co-founder on this. And then we just kind of gone from there, and it's just been a blast. Oh, that's awesome. So when did when Let's see. What month did you start about? So we started working on it seriously in June. Okay. So June of 2020 um, is is kind of when we we like our first official team meeting that 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 we had everyone together. Oh, that is awesome. Is it a pretty small team you got? It is. So there's just um, five of us, kind of full time in the company in the business. And then I've got a lot of part-time kind of advisors and help, and then and then we do a lot of our development um, through uh, contract work. But but there's really just five of us. Uh, there was six. We had an intern over the summer, uh, but but uh, I guess he decided school was more important than than hanging out with us. So we're back <laughs> to the OG five. Oh, that's cool though. Who's making the games or like designing the games? I I know some of them are just kind of twists on established games, but yeah. So. So it's two things, right? So, so some of them are just riffs on established games. It was like we basically said we we did a bid market, you know, market study, market research, and just asked everyone to name their favorite board card or party game, and this was to a general audience. And so, interestingly, six answers made up like fifty four percent of people's favorite games. Whoa! And and I think to to this audience, they're all they'd all kind of shake their heads at them. But it is what it is, right? Like the, the market is the market is uh, Monopoly, Cards Against Humanity, Taboo, Heads Up, Poker, and Uno. Um, and and, wow. that, and if you just give it free form, free text, fifty three percent of people will say one of those six is their favorite game. 
And so we basically said, cool, well, well, many of these we can do riffs on without breaking anyone's IP or, you know, stealing it. And so many riffs have been done that we don't feel too guilty. So that's what we did to get us started. But then um, we all kind of recognize we're not game creators. Um, I should say, I think Holly could, um, but she just hasn't yet. But but that's not, that wasn't who we are. We're engineers. And so um, once we had enough out there to, to prove, hey, we know what we're doing. We've got a platform. We can make this work. Um, we basically started approaching kind of smaller indie game makers um, and, and said, look, you know, two things, right? One, Zoom and virtual hangouts are here to stay. Like even when the world goes back to normal, this has just become normalized. Um, it's just kind of part of our, our social tool belt now uh, that we do this. And so that was one part. Second is, you know, kind of a reality that that every entertainment medium has been digitized. It's it's just it's just a fact of life, right? I mean, books went to e-readers, you know, DVDs went to streaming, and so while I believe that there will always be a place for 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 people sitting down and physically playing a game, some large subset of this industry being digitized is just a reality. I believe, um, I, and I know there are many who will who will fight me to the bitter end on that, and I I. I and I'm totally fine with that, but I think that's part of it. And so in talking with folks, it's, you know, how, what we really push on is that we are doing everything we can to replicate the in-person experience. For example, a trivia game uh, with Conspiracy Theory and, and a couple others, but with, with, with that trivia game, we, the, the computer could serve up the question and you pick an answer. And, it, and the computer could tell you right away whether it was right or wrong. I mean, this is, that's easy. We, yeah. we force it to say, no, a person reads the question. I see on my phone four answers. I don't know what the question is. The only way I know the question is if I'm online engaging, talking to people. If someone gets the wording wrong or the pronunciation wrong, it can screw up the meaning. Like just, I mean, that's just kind of one little example, but all these ways in which we try to not let the computer take control. Um, and so that appealed to a couple of folks. And so, and so since then, pretty much the last five or six games we've done have all been, um, licensed stuff from, from one of our partners. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I see eight games listed here. Are there more than that or? There are, I think there are 10 right now. So one of them is, I think two of them are, are, are sort of in beta testing and, and, uh, actually one of them, we're just waiting on the creators to sign off. Um, and say, yeah, this, you know, you've, you've faithfully replicated our game out to the world. And then another is kind of an early beta testing. Very cool. That's a fun process. Yeah. You, you're adding more. Yeah, exactly. No, there's, there's always something more. I think we've got in terms of like games we've licensed right now, we've got another 15, um, in the works. So, and then we kind of stopped and, and we actually met some, some awesome folks at, at, at Gen Con that were, you know, we talked about maybe doing more and all that, but but until we can until we can start moving faster, um, I don't want to say yeah 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 let's do it let's sign a partnership and and we'll have you live in two years. Um, yeah, it's just like not not cool. So um, that's actually a big part of what we're undertaking now is to figure out how do we how do we grow the capacity and get it faster and start pushing them out you know every two weeks or every week. Yeah, oh, that would be incredible. Grow yeah. your library really fast and yeah, you know, it's, but still faithful. But faithful and, and, and well, and, you know, we, we've called ourselves kind of the, the, the Netflix of, of casual games. We've, we've used that a lot. It's, I don't, you know, whatever, it's easy. It's, it's an easy tagline to go with. Right. And so I was talking to one of our users and I said that, and I was like, so how, and then my, and then a couple questions later, I was like, how do we, how do we keep you coming back? How do we keep you engaged? What do we need to do differently? And he's like, well, you know, at the end of the day, no one would sign up for Netflix if they just had five shows right? They'd sign up for the free month, they'd binge all five shows, and then they'd say, well, I'll come back next year when you got some new episodes. And so it's, it is all about content. It is all about having having good content out there and, and pushing it out there as fast as we can, but but staying true to what we're trying to achieve. Absolutely. And I think uh, from a designer standpoint, of course, they're going to appreciate that, that they get a say in it and that they can be like, listen, it's not quite where it needs to be, right? Like you're working with those designers and we are so we go through this whole process where we take on the game we 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 talk like we really understand the mechanics and why they kind of tried to make understand why they made the choices they made so we can understand which ones could be tailored and which ones are really fundamental to the way the game works so that's kind of part one 
Um, and then we go through the whole design process. So wherever we can, we use their artist. So we will try and oh, find nice. whatever artist they used um, and, and, and work with them so that like the feel and the vibe is the same. And, and, and we kind of go through this session, which is always a lot of fun with game makers because many of them have never thought about what environment they envision their game being played in. Because for most of us, what I mean, like most of us bring our own environment. It's, it's our dining room. <laughs> like that's the walls around us and all that. Yeah. And the game maker doesn't have to think about that. Um, but when we're putting it into a virtual environment, it's like, well, like, what is the feel? What's the vibe? Like, what's, is it in, is, is it in a dark room? Like, are you sitting on an Island somewhere? Like, what does all that feel like? And they're like, oh, like there's this whole piece to my game that I never actually designed, but now I have to think about. And that's kind of fun. And then, and then we go through multiple iterations. So we, we wireframe it, we build it, we give it to them. They'll often play test it with a bunch of their kind of, um, friendlies, whoever that is, whether it's players or friends and family or whatever. And then, and then we release it out to the world. That is wild. That's a really cool thing. And I've never thought of that. And I've never really heard people say that either of like, I mean, it, it's something that you can do in a digital construct is yeah. give and, that environment feel. Well, and you can, and also you have to. Oh but yeah. Like if we just made everything around the board, you know, if it's a board game, if we made everything around the board, just black, I mean, it's like, well, this is, I mean, it'll work. It, it's functional, but, but, um, well, to be perfectly honest, that's, that's not going to get us social media posts and likes and all that because it doesn't <laughs> look great. I mean, that's, let's be honest, right? Like that's, that is a big, a big part of it. But beyond that, it does give the creators an opportunity to flesh out their world just a little bit more than they had before. And that's, that's, that's pretty fun. And, and that's one of the things, it's not the only thing, that's one of the things that we, we can talk about and leverage in terms of getting people to sign up. Cause it's not, it's not, um, I mean, right, folks are pretty, pretty, not reluctant, but um, careful and deliberative about who they're going to let mess with their content, mess with their creation. Oh, um, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of trust both in, in like the, there's trust in kind of the, the creative part of it. There's also trust in the financial part, like that we're not going to cannibalize their sales or, or anything like that. Um, and kind of navigating through that and kind of expressing what some of the pros are and some of the cons has been educational all around that there's stuff we never would have thought of um that go into that kind of total calculus yeah that's really fascinating i mean you're essentially acting as a publisher mm -hmm. uh, in a digital platform yeah. you know that's really what it is at at its core yeah and 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 what we've learned is a lot of the digitization options out there don't really treat it that way i mean that creators have to give up a lot of their creative control. And, and basically at the end of it, there's going to be an app that may be awesome, but often sucks. <laughs> right. I mean, we've all seen it. Like I, oh, I yeah. and, and, you know, it's just sort of a, again, it's like, it, it's, it's like you went from the book to the movie and, and the author really didn't get to be a producer on it. I mean, that's kind of what it, what it often feels like. I think that feel carries through, you know, if you have that original artist, the original writer, it, mm -hmm. it carries into the work. Yep. Um, rather than feeling like a fan fiction or something. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's, and that's one of the areas where we can say like against a tabletop simulator. I mean, these are some of the areas where, where we can start differentiating ourselves is, is there's, there's that, there's all sorts of other pieces that we can kind of bring to the equation. Yeah. So is this run on a browser? Excuse me. I've taken a sip of coffee. Yep. So um, <laughs> Good. Yeah. So it's the way it works is um, you have your tabletop. And, and so the tabletop is a web browser and, and that is, again, it's the public view, right? It's the universal view of the game. And then your, your phone becomes your, your hand or your controller or your private view of the game. Um, so, so playing over zoom, I would start up any one of those games. I would just share my screen with everybody. And then we would, we would pull out our phone and scan in. If you're, if you're trying to do it all on your phone, the mechanics are a little bit different, but, but fundamentally um, it is Jackbox, right? I mean, it's really, uh, I mean, you know, I know I'll give, I'll certainly give them credit where credit's due. A lot of the, the inspiration for how it all works is kind of comes from, from, uh, from what they did. Well, and where you vary, and I think it's an important variation is that you're going to be putting out constant content instead of being like, well, buy Jackbox 10, you know, it's just like, <laughs> right. you're just, you're part of the family. Come on, join our subscription and. Is it, it's a subscription, right? It is a subscription. So, so it's a subscription. It's um, it's ten bucks a year, 
Um, so it's, oh, it's intended wow. to be a cheap subscription. I mean, it, it, this is intended to, um, it, you know, there's a little bit of changing the economics of the industry a bit because we do, we, we charge that or we, we require a subscription from everyone, everyone playing. Um, now they can have a paid subscription or they can just watch a 30 second ad at the beginning of a game. I know that a lot of folks don't like that, but it's, it's, you know, our, our intent there, um, of course, and we don't like it either. We want people to have subscriptions, but the idea was if you get invited to a game and you have no idea if you like our platform or not, um, you can scan in, you know, scan a QR code or enter your, 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 your join code. And it'll say, do you, do you want ads or do you want to, do you want to start a subscription? And if you do an ad, you just watch an ad and then you're in the game and there's no friction and there's no, Oh, like, cool. you know, you're never going to have that experience where you've got, you've got five people, four of them have decided that they're willing to, to give us a couple bucks. And, and the fifth friend is like, no, I, I don't, I don't like it. I'm not going to do it or whatever. And you're like, okay, well let's, let's do something else. And we don't ever want that to happen. So we, we try and make it pretty painless. Um, that's really like, cool. Yeah. I think that's a good way to do it. I mean, at, you've got to generate revenue to keep the, the wheels make, turning. You got to pay the bills, right? And and yeah. <laughs> it's a fact of life. And and we've got to give our partners, you know, their 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 share, their royalties, and and all that. And so, um, but we 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 like it, and I feel very confident, even if we and I'm not planning to, but even if we raise the price down in the future, saying you know, we are. I mean, we're we're these aren't these aren't games that we cooked up on our own, like in, in, you know, the back room one day and then threw it out there to the world. I mean, these are, these are, these are good, legitimate games. Um, I mean, we're still sticking with kind of the smaller independent type um, makers at this point, but, but, you know, they've all gone on Kickstarter. They've all, they've all raised a hundred, 200, in some cases, a couple million dollars for the games that they're building. So we know that the games resonate with an audience. Yeah. Um, and, and so our annual price is, is less than buying one of those games off the shelf. I mean, that's kind of our, that's kind of my line in the sand is, is I can give you subscription access to today. It's, it's eight or nine. Um, in a year, it'll be 20 and it's, it's for you know, 10 bucks a year. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a steal of a price, I think. <laughs> yeah. I like to think so. I hope so. I hope, I hope, I hope more and more users feel the same. Yeah. I think it'll show, especially as more games are added and they see that it's like, that it's a consistent thing. Consistency builds an audience, right? Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah, they got to they got to trust that we're going to deliver and can keep delivering more value and um we're planning to do it, so so it'll be a good time. Good. Oh, great. Uh what's your favorite game on there? Oh man. Um <laughs> Okay, right now, right? Cuz that that's that's the only way to answer is is right yeah. now. It changes. So right now, it would actually be our newest game. Uh, Fluster, which is not a game in many traditional senses. I mean, it's it's a conversation, it's a conversation starter and relationship building game. Um, so it's it's it is, you know, just just a, a game and a construct that's intended to evoke really deep conversations um, to get into the kind of stuff that. And, and so the the reason that we reached out. Um, to these guys to see if they would let us put their game on their plat on our platform was um, we have a lot of, we have a lot of people using game apart for work, like remote teams, virtual teams um, are, are using this. And so one of the pieces of feedback we got was, you know, I'm, I'm interacting with people that I've never met in person and I don't know when I'm ever going to meet them in person. And so I've never had deep conversations because who gets on a zoom call with a coworker and has a, a deep conversation? You're like, no, my meet, our meeting is scheduled from nine to 10 and I'm going to show up probably if, if you mean nine Oh three. Um, <laughs> and, and, and we're going to do our meeting and then I'm going to go off about my day. And so, um, so we, we very specifically brought this game on to, to foster kind of really deep, sometimes potentially very intimate, depending on whether or not you have the, the safe for work setting on or not. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> And and all of our games, by the way, do have like see, like a safe for work or safe for kids setting, which are not the same um, in them. But yeah, and and I'm just I've just been having a lot of fun with that, mostly because I've been getting uh, on on uh, calls with friends and learning stuff that just never would have known. That's really cool. Yeah, that I, it's a good like conversation piece and then a good team building thing. Yeah, exactly. And 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 you know, ask me again in a month or two, and I, I suspect it'll be something else. Um, yeah. You know, and that's and and man, I'll. I'll tell you, and and one of the things that's just been so fun about this whole experience is getting to try out so many different games. I mean, um, 
you know, either we'll, we'll, we'll see something cool and we'll buy it or we'll reach out to a creator and they'll send us one. And I, and it's just been so much fun to just get to try new stuff. We, we, we have, so, so, so we actually get it to be in, you know, as part of our job is, is once a week, we've got a couple hours blocked out, which is literally just to try playing new games and oh, that's cool. understand it and learn it. And we, and so we'll, we'll each buy a copy and see if we can do it over zoom. Like, just with each of us having our own and we'll figure out what works and what doesn't, or we'll go into tabletop simulator. Um, so just the fact that that's actually part of my job now, is just a blast. Like that's like, okay, this is cool. This that is, is really cool. awesome. Yeah. I always joke because I'm self-employed. Yep. Uh, and so I'm like always looking part for of your job. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm always looking for write-offs. And so it's like, if you have a board game company, then buying board games and playing board games, that's a write-off. It's because a write-off. You got to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. See what's out there and expand your horizons. No. Awesome. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying really, really hard to, 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 to think through whether or not I can with a straight face call, like a console system, a write off or not. Cause it's still research <laughs> to the digital games and all that. Not that I actually play them that often, but, but I mean, if, you know, if I can go get a VR headset or whatever and say, yeah, this was a work expense, I, that, that would just be fun to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, eventually you've got to make an adaption of the game for, for VR, right? You have to. I Down mean, the line. If we're going to be an immersive environment, I mean, that, you know, that, that to me is like, and I'm not saying this is where Game Apart's going anytime soon, but my, my dream would be, can I sit down at my table and put on my, my augmented reality glasses and see you all and see the game just appear on the table in front of me. Like that to me would be awesome. Like that's yeah. that technology I want to build. That would be incredible. See that? Yeah, do it. <laughs> I know, right? We've got it. We've, we've, we've figured this out. We'll, we'll go make yeah. this happen. No, it's, it's, yeah, that, that to me would be like, like if we, if we became phenomenally successful and, and got to where we were, we were paying the bills and making some money and growing as a business, that would totally be where I would, I would try and evolve this thing into. Absolutely. So go, people. Go subscribe yeah, to right. it. Subscribe today. Help us out. <laughs> uh, um, what's I guess what's going on right now? Do how do people access it? How do how can they support you? What do you yeah. know? Well, so so I mean, first and foremost, we want users and we want people giving us honest and real feedback. Like, and and we'll take it. We've got thick skin. If you hate something, it'd be awesome if you talked to me before before like the App Store review. But that's okay too. Um, but no, I think I, I, getting users on. I mean, it's gameapart.com. Um, you know, and it, it is. I like to believe it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, if anyone is really interested in what we're doing and really thinks we're on a cool crusade, we're actually raising funds right now through a uh, equity crowdfunding campaign. Um, so right, it's, so it's like Kickstarter for startups. Um, nice. where, where we are offering a bunch of, of perks, just, just kind of like the Kickstarter and, and world of, of free access and, 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 and swag and events and all that. Um, but ultimately the, the buy-in there is for, for equity in the company. That's, that's been kind of a fun, a fun adventure on its own. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you, so you've done this kind of thing before you've started companies, I have, yeah. I've been in the startup space for for a while. Some some that I've started, others that I've I've joined. But uh, um, and like in my last my last uh, company, uh, I, I joined as the chief technology officer, and then found myself in the the CEO seat. Um, but yeah, this is what I do. This is what I love. That's really fun. I mean, that's an adventure right there. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 tech startup world is 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 an adventure. You know, sometimes it's. Uh, Sometimes it's a blast. Sometimes it's you know tear your hair out or um, go jump off a cliff. But but it's always it's always exciting and it's always an adventure. So I know that you've you one of your earlier ones you did was a startup for a voting system on a blockchain. Uh, everyone counts. Everyone counts. Yeah. What a what an interesting ride that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and and. You know, it was, I mean, it was fun. I learned, I learned a lot about, I learned a lot about the tech, about, you know, the underlying tech and blockchain and all that. Also learned a lot more about the voting world than I ever would have. And, um, and I've learned to not go too deep in that because it's such a, a, a hot <laughs> charge topic right now, but I'll Absolutely. say, um, I was, I was deeply, deeply grateful to be out of that industry by the 2020 election. I'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah, that's good. And say, you know what? I'm, I am thrilled to have, not, to have been able to watch that just as a voter 
um, <laughs> and not someone for whom it was my job. Yeah. Uh, yep. That, well, to me, so right now, people are tying blockchain. Kickstarter came out and said that they're going to be starting to do blockchain, uh, integrating blockchain technology into their their system. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of people tie blockchain directly to cryptocurrency and cryptocurrency has a large energy output and, and has a negative environmental impact uh, just because of how much power it consumes. Yeah. And, and it's a crazy space all on its own. Yeah, it is. But blockchain is different. It is. Thank you. And thank you for, for, for kind of bringing that up. Cause this is something that's kind of near and dear to my heart. I mean, you know, that, that, the blockchain itself as a technology um, regardless of where you land on crypto as an individual, where, where governments land on cryptocurrency, blockchain, I think, is is changing the world. I mean, it's it's already started, um, and I think it's just going to come. I mean, it is, it is. I think folks will look back in, in 20, 30 years, maybe in 10, who knows, and say, yeah, that, that was an inflection point where what we could do online just changed. What we could trust online changed. I guess that would probably be the way I'd put it. I think that's a good way to put it. I, I mean... When you think about when I saw that it was a voting uh, startup earlier, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Because in my head, if we were going to do online voting, if there was going to be some sort of system for us to vote from home or whatever it is, it would need to probably be on something like a blockchain. Yeah. I mean, putting it on, putting it in in a, a system that is completely decentralized. So you know that nobody owns it and controls it completely verifiable. Like you can verify that your vote was received in a way that's, that's like, sorry to geek out a little bit, but cryptographically impossible to, 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 to fake. And, and that the whole system was, was the closest that we've ever come as a, as a society to building an unhackable system. And, and, you know, to, to know that, got it. I, I will accept that, that technically speaking, my vote can be cast and recorded on a blockchain. Now there's many, many things that follow after that, 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 that were what made it really hard for us. Underlying tech itself was, I mean, it was, it was so interesting to me to like get back to my engineer roots and say, wow, this is, this is something like truly unique and different and new and yet so fundamentally simple. Um, and, and I don't know if that's, if that's, I mean, happy to, I, I don't want to go too far down a rabbit hole, but you know, just that this, this, this whole blockchain thing that spawned now a multi-trillion dollar industry on crypto and at least a many, many billion dollar industry just in blockchain related software um, is on, is on such a simple concept has just been so cool to see. That's been, that's been a blast. Yeah. So what's the, do you know, like the energy output differences between like mining crypto and just doing a blockchain? I don't know if you would know that. A, A little bit. So it's 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 better in a few in a few key respects. the The biggest is there are all sorts of different um, the, the the principles are all the same, but there's all sorts of different ways in which you prove the validity of your blockchain, right? Because that's what that's what all of these computers, the miners of the world, are doing is they're they're constantly going out and running mathematical algorithms to prove that each block, each block of data, chains to the next block and the previous block and nothing has has changed and if any if any one node disagrees and says wait time out i've got something different then it goes out to every other node and says okay what do you have what do you have what do you have what do you have and and you know if if 99 say you know that's supposed to be 42 and one node says i've got 36 then the system says nope the 36 is is fraudulent someone look into this but we're we're wiping that off the system, can't be changed. And um, so Bitcoin, which was obviously the first, is is based on an older algorithm for doing that. Um, and now as you look to to, um, to Ether and some of the newer ones, like that that energy requirement starts dropping dramatically. I think I think just going from from like the the Bitcoin blockchain to the Ethereum blockchain is multiple orders of magnitude better. And this was before anyone realized that this was going to get big enough that that energy output and sustainability was going to be a factor. And so since then, even more evolutions have come into play uh, where you could build a blockchain based application and, and it's 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 a, a fraction of a fraction of what it takes to run 
uh, Bitcoin. I remember looking at that and that it was, I think that Bitcoin essentially takes up as much energy as one household does in a month. I think that was about what I heard. And then Ethereum like moves that a decimal point over and then something else moves at a decimal point less, you know, and it just keeps reducing it by just like one yeah. tenth. Yeah, place. just order of magnitude, right? It's just getting smaller and smaller. And well, and 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 if you look at Bitcoin globally, um, it was it was it was absolutely insane. Like the amount of energy that was going into mining Bitcoin, um, especially before Elon Musk started tweeting about it like crazy. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, it was it was the size of a country. I don't remember which country they used. I feel like maybe it was like Guatemala or something. But there was like like the amount of energy being spent every day mining Bitcoin around the world was the energy output of a country. I think it was Sweden. It could have been. <laughs> I think I pulled up an article the other day about it. But anyway, yeah. It was like, yeah, Sweden, it? the it's summer like, or the winter, winter. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a, a ridiculous amount of output. Yeah. Yep. And and I think that I think that that will that will work itself out. Even within Bitcoin. Um, you know, they're they're working through um, an answer to that, right? To, 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 to basically moving to one of these lower energy um, proving out al- proof algorithms. And yeah, what's going to be interesting and what happens every time um, Bitcoin goes through a major change is, you know, that same system you had before where you've got a hundred nodes voting, except in Bitcoin, it's tens or hundreds of thousands. The majority of them, 51% all have to agree at the same time, we're going to go to a new way of doing things. Oh, um, right. And, and that's how you've got these, you know, you, you hear about forks and you've got a hard fork or a soft fork. And, and is it, is it, you know, what's Bitcoin versus Bitcoin cash versus all these others. Um, and each one of those was a case where, where the, the main Bitcoin currency wanted to introduce some new software update and, and some percentage of the nodes said, no, we, we won't accept it. We're, we're actually we're just going to carve off and become our own blockchain. And now you've got our own currency around it. Huh? Um, it's like, That's it's pretty like cutting the head off a snake and a new one just right. Like, like, what is that? Um, ah, like what's the, the, the mythical creature. Right. But, but like, yeah, you or, cut the head off. or whatever. Yeah. And, and oh, no. now you've got yeah, two snakes. Hydra. <laughs> yes. Yes. The Hydra. <laughs> As a Marvel fan, I should know that one. Yeah, that's what I had to. Go <laughs> that's to. where you went, right? That's like, yeah. wait, wait, wait. I know this yeah. <laughs> exactly, and that's what's happening in the in the the blockchain world, and and by by consequence, the cryptocurrency world is you get these forks all the time, and you end up with two snakes now, and it's like, and this is this is part of how we've gotten to you know thousands of different coins out there. Well, that's really interesting. I I do hope that everything can get to a manageable place environmentally. Uh, but like blockchain is something that I, I know like dozens and probably hundreds of companies use blockchain for environmental uh, purposes. Like there's environmental groups that use blockchain to help organize their stuff and and get things done. Oh yeah. Well, there was one, so there's a company, um, the, the, uh, the name will come to me. There's, there's a company that I, I did some, some advising with um, a couple years ago and what they were using so, so what they wanted, what they had as a business was a very sustainable and, and um, in every respect to the workers, to the environment, but a very sustainable model for building shoes. And it's like everything was completely organic. It was created by, um, you know, human like crafts workers. It had a very clean supply chain and all that. And, and what they found was, well, to do this, you have to charge more. Uh, right. I mean, that's just, that just kind of logically follows. Like you got to charge more and, and they were having trouble competing because how do you prove this? Like you can put a label on, but how do you actually prove that it was, it was built in a, in a sustainable eco-friendly um, and, and human friendly way. And so what they did was they used a blockchain to track every piece of the supply chain for every shoe they built. So there was a little NFT, um, like, like NFT, the, 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 the pay to, uh, tap to pay, not, not the non-fungible tokens. Cause I guess in blockchain, you got to keep these apart, but there's a little chip <laughs> in every shoe. And if you held your phone next to the chip, it would, it would, it would point you to that shoes entry on their blockchain. And you could see 
like the name and the picture of every person who worked on your shoe, every source material, like piece of source material that went into it wow. and everything, which was pretty cool. And and now like all of a sudden they could double their prices because not only are we um, environmentally friendly and human friendly, but we, we can prove it and we can prove it in a way where you can hold your phone up next to your shoe and get this shoe's story. That is so fascinating. That, that was so cool to see. I think that's awesome. So, yeah, I think that just that goes to speak a little bit about the blockchain kind of misunderstanding. I think people just tie it straight to cryptocurrency and mining it and and that energy output, but it doesn't have to be. It's it's a technology. It's a technology, and you know, and I and in one of the areas, I think any any kind of like deck building game mm-hmm. is going to be impacted. I believe is going to be impacted eventually by this type of technology. Because with it, you can actually start proving the scarcity and the ownership of assets. And, 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 and certainly as these games go digital, right? So certainly as like if you, you know, trying to take magic together and go digital with that, how do you prove that some of these cards are actually like, like you actually own this card, you have a, a right to use it, um, that someone hasn't gone and created 100,000 um, copies of it and all that and and blockchain and nfts allow you to do exactly that oh um, yeah so so i think that as we as we go either full digital or and i think the space is just as exciting you know partially digital on games right i mean augmented reality like right like you've seen a lot of these games now where you can look at them through your phone and you see more stuff but yeah but as this happens more and more and certainly as people as people either either spend time and effort to collect assets or or just money to go buy assets um, the ability to prove that that's like beyond any reasonable doubt that that's not a knockoff um, that that is legitimate and you own it and here's who's owned it before becomes a pretty cool pretty cool feature yeah that is really fascinating I, yeah i think it's cool i <laughs> me too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. This is just one of those things. I can geek out on this for a long time because it's it's just such a fun. It's just such a there's so it's just so fun to think of all the different ways um, that you can apply technology where where you you have confidence and you have confidence in the technology, not in any individual company or government or anything like that. But if you just had the confidence of knowing that a certain thing is true and unique, like what can you do with that? And, and yeah possibility right like sounds cliche but the possibilities are endless yeah oh, that's really fascinating well thanks thanks so much for oh being yeah no to talk about that. thank you i've had great to bring that up i, I love yeah. i love diving in i don't get to do you know game apart doesn't run on on a blockchain yet but um but but there actually are certain things we're looking at uh oh like, really um, yeah um well and, and so i'll just tell you I mean, one of the things and it is very much getting back into the cryptocurrency space but um but leveraging leveraging crypto and earning crypto um as part of kind of our economy and payment system um and and kind of bringing that in which is something that that more and more online games are doing now there's more and more online games where you get a little bit of crypto like not bitcoin but like other coins like you get a little bit every time you play oh Um, okay yeah and and you know for a whole bunch of reasons mostly because you're giving your time and your energy and your attention and so you get recognized and rewarded and then what you can do with that is yeah maybe you can convert into cash but most people will use that to tip the creators or to buy more content or what have you and and kind of create that in-game economy that's something we're definitely looking at doing and doing down the road ourselves oh that sounds like a really interesting concept yeah yeah i could see that working out i hope so i mean yeah we'll see and it's one of those things like we're we're one of the things I've very much learned in the startup world is, is don't get out over your skis, you know, pick, yeah. pick a problem, solve the problem, make sure people love the problem. Maybe make sure the people were having that problem and they like your solution. And then you can kind of do the next thing. Does that worry you at all with, uh, I guess, talking about like introducing crypto where it's kind of such a hot topic right now? It does. And that's why it's, it's something that, I'm trying really hard to make sure that I balance like my personal belief in this technology. And, and again, I'm an engineer. So this is like an engineering problem that we could go solve, but making sure that is that something that our community is actually going to like and resonate with. Okay. 
and 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 weighing all the pros and cons and, and kind of seeing where that lands. So that's definitely a a phase two or three project, but it's something we've started kicking around <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Cool. I yeah. I'm always just worried. I'm tr- I try to be as environmental as possible, but I mean, it's hard sometimes and, and you know, environmentally friendly. We, we all do our best. Yeah, um, exactly. We all do our best. I will say that that is one of the, that is, um, so, so when we asked people why they would play digital games over, uh, physical games, like what, what reasons would you have? And there's a lot of reasons why people won't, but, but it didn't even occur to us, but 11% said because it's more environmentally friendly. No, yeah. not producing a bunch of plastic and and cardboard and parts and all that and like we just never it just never even occurred to us that that was a factor to people that like down to that level um we're like okay well absolutely we are more environmentally friendly i mean i don't <laughs> i don't know that i don't know that that's going to move the needle um and save the planet but you know every every little bit everyone can do helps right yeah, exactly. I know that's that was something that came up a little bit ago. I've got quite a few games that use miniatures and stuff, which is a lot of plastic and mm-hmm. adds weight to your game, which has to be shipped and takes up space. It goes on boats. It goes, you know, like it does all <laughs> this stuff that's not very environmental friendly. Yeah, uh, but but it's part of the process, and it's like unfortunately we're all willing to sacrifice that, but like, are we willing to go digitally? And I think a lot a lot of the times, I think we would be. Yeah. And, and, you know, some people will, some people won't, right? Like some people will, will read, you know, paper bound or hard bound books to the day they die. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And that's perfectly okay. I mean, I, and I was, I was a holdout, right? I was one of those guys. I'm like, I love my books. And then it's like, okay, but I can carry 200 of them in this little thing and I can have my new one instantly. And it like, it just wore me down. Um, And, you know, now my, I mean, I, my, I, I guess it's actually interesting. I was going to say my kid will never know what a what a what a physical book is, except that she does. I mean, because that's what she's got. <laughs> and she reads them and all that. But right. But, um, so I think there's always going to be a place for for things people can touch and feel. I, I, I that's just such a. I mean, for so many of us, that tactile feeling is just so important. Oh, yeah. And I don't ever want to, like, I don't ever want to try and be the the person or the company that says do away with anything. Like it's yeah. never replace. It's always how can you add on? How can we? You know, how, how can we how can we kind of enhance that experience? Well, we've talked a little bit about what you do outside of with with being engin- an engineer, but mm-hmm. what else do you do for fun outside of this space? Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to think a minute here because because it's 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 work is pretty all consuming these days. But um, no, so so let's see. I um, well, I've got a new daughter, new baby daughter. So that's 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 taking up every moment of time that that I can possibly put to it, um, and has been a blast. Uh, I collect whiskey. So, um, yep. So I'm, I'm, you know, my, the, I tell people the whole reason I I keep doing these, these startups and these companies is, is my long-term career ambition is to open a whiskey bar that doesn't have to be profitable. Right. Like, like get to that point where I can just say, no, I'm just, I just have this because I love it and it's fun. So anyways, I know it's kind of, kind of silly, but, but, um, but that's something and I, and I'm dead serious. That is something I truly want to do. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 I collect whiskey, um, by, by kind of immediate consequence, I drink whiskey. Um, like I don't like, I'm not one of those. Goes hand in hand. What's that? Goes hand in hand, I think. It, it does. And it shocks me how many people have started looking at whiskey as just an, an asset to invest in and will literally buy it and then hold it for eight years and sell it. And so like one of the things that I do as just a matter of principle is, is when I buy a bottle. As soon as I get it home, I crack it open. I pour at least just a little bit, just so that there's never that feeling of like, oh, that's that's the untouched bottle. Don't don't. Open yeah. It. Um. So I like that. Uh, I I you know I I mean uh, living living in well to the extent you can living in front of TV the last year and a half. That's that I think that's been for for anyone who doesn't explicitly like who for anyone who hasn't explicitly decided I don't watch television. I, I've got to believe that television watching has just shot up. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, 2020. And then, yeah. And then as the world is back to normal, I'm an explorer. I love to, I love to get out there and travel and, and see things and, and experience stuff. Um, not as much of that the last 18 months, but, but hopefully we're, we're getting there. We're making progress. That's for sure. We're definitely making progress. Right. I mean, it's, it's, 
it's it's probably two steps forward, one step back, but at least there are more steps forward than back, right? So yeah, <laughs> so we we will get there, and and I'm I'm and I've started right. I, I I've not I've not been locked in, at home for for you know the last two years nonstop, but but to get back to where that's just the norm, and you don't you don't have to get tested nineteen times and wear masks and all that. I mean, I'm just looking forward to when that can be. Um, kind of back to our, our, our back, but when that can be normal again, I think we'll wrap up with ridiculous theme then. So uh, okay. Play a ridiculous theme. We come up with something we think is like a silly idea for a board game. All right. Man, you're going to have to help a lot on this one. Cause my, my brain is like freezing up on me here. It's like, oh, yeah, it's <laughs> okay. So like I can I usually come up with one while we're talking. So you were talking about, you know, startup or we were talking about startups. Yeah. So I thought it'd be a, a pretty interesting game if you had uh, like each person started up their own tech startup or any sort of startup. It doesn't have Ooh, to be tech, right? I like it. Yeah. And then you have to build this company and decide when to sell. And there would be like outside environmental or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. That affected and and you're yeah. good at this. That, that's cool. <laughs> I have <laughs> like, to come up with one every episode. So fair enough. okay, so you got practice, right? Um, no, right? Like Silicon Valley, the board game. Um, yeah, oh, that that works. <laughs> right? Like that'd be fun. Like you get you get the craziness and 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 yeah, no, that I would man, I would buy this game in a heartbeat. Okay, so where do we go with that? So so uh, I mean, I'll tell you, you know, for for my part, and I'm, I'm as I, just as I think through kind of mechanics here, the decision that I'm making every every day is am i am i working in the business or on the business oh. right like like so for game apart it's am i in there creating content finding users like you know like actually doing the thing whatever the thing is um or am i am i working on um getting us funding i mean that's a massive massive piece to any startup is, is how do you since most of us don't, most of us don't make enough money to pay the bills. Um, how are we? How are you getting funds in? How much funding do you have? Do you have enough employees? Not enough employees? Are you paying them? Are you giving them equity? Like, there's sort of the the I've got the thing I need to do, and then I've got the infrastructure that needs to support it. And those are two like very different hats that I take on and off. And I don't know if I'm thinking a board game. It's like. I don't know if like you have to you have to choose which one you do. I mean, maybe that's it. That's certainly my kind of oh, horrific yeah. choice that I have to make. You know, every morning is like, okay, is today a day where I move the business forward, or I is today a day where I clean up an HR thing, or make sure that our taxes were paid, or follow up on this, stupid, <laughs> you know, whatever. Right? Like, or I got I got a legal complaint, or someone's got a privacy issue, or they're they're pissed that they got emailed when they clicked unsubscribe. Like, it's like which of these yeah. things do I work on? I propose that as 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 kind of a, a a way to go with it. Is is like okay, it's your turn. What are you? What are you going to do? Are you going to try and keep the business alive? Or are you going to try and grow and expand and beat the competition? Yeah, that is really fascinating. I I absolutely love that idea of like each essentially each turn. Right, you have to pick whether you're. It could be a day or a week or something. You're like this yeah. week we're focused on building the technology and but now i've got to work on the next week i need to make sure to sell to investors and, and yeah more investors or and or, or you know you know someone someone filed a copyright claim against you yeah like, well okay i guess my i guess i don't have a choice this week like oh, <laughs> there you go. yeah what i'm going to do because because the environment has kind of thrust this upon me yeah oh that could be kind of the the player interaction part is that somebody could slip that in against you to try and like slow you down. So you're trying to slow other people down. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you basically like you, you know, yeah. Again, you got, you got a lawsuit. I'm, I'm, I'm filing this lawsuit against you or I caused this lawsuit to be filed against you. And so for the next, for the next three rounds, I know you, you, you're, I mean, you're basically frozen dealing in, you know, with hell. Um, and, and you don't get to move your business forward. Like you're, you're not going to land any new customers or any more market share, or, you know, whatever. I mean, however, however you try and make it generic enough that it's not like about specific companies, but, um, no, yeah, like, like I, I definitely have some fun with this. Yeah. I love when it gets going and it's like the wheels are turning. Oh, I totally. like, this totally could work. Oh, it totally could work. 
and uh and and yeah no get it get it working and then and then uh i mean i because one of the things like i i i told myself is is you know fundamentally like like with game of partner that we're, we're not game makers and yet i've reserved the right that if, if 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 any of us ever come up with one that we just love like if we come up with an idea or game that we just love like, of course we're gonna go build i mean you know, we'll do a like internally. We'll we'll all be really honest with each other and, and get a sense of whether or not it sucks. And 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 we work with enough game makers that they could tell us whether or not it sucked. But totally reserve that right to go and, and build something because like that to me, I, I have such I don't know, I have such admiration for for any of these folks that that can take an idea, um, a creative idea, all the way to a box product or in our case a digital product. Like I just. Like that's just, that's always never, that's never really been me. And I just, I just love the idea of doing that someday. And who knows? It, I mean, never close off an idea, right? Never, never. You never know. You never know which one's going to be, uh, you never know which one's going to be really like personally fulfilling for you. And then in the business world, you know, you never know which is going to be the next among us, which I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know quite what or how that happened last year, but like, <laughs> you know. I mean, we the space that we needed. <laughs> it did no, totally, and like we were, we were totally like, why, why didn't we start with the social deduction game? Like, why wasn't that the first thing we built? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have one now? Is there a social deduction one in there? There isn't, but there's, there's, there's a couple that we're looking at. Okay, we're trying to get, we're trying to get a partner for one because again, this, these are, it, it, a lot of it depends on like, do you keep it very, very simple? And Among Us was like really nicely simple. Oh yeah. Or or do you bring like an element of like world building and content and and all that to it? And we're, I mean, our our we we sort of want to do a little bit of the latter. Like we we would love someone who's built up, I don't know, any I mean, murder mystery type thing because uh, one because I personally enjoy those more, uh, and I think our team does. It's not all it's certainly not all me, but but the team kind of enjoys those more. But also because we see those as, as being like a great way to introduce people into what we do, right? Like yeah. a hosted, a hosted murder mystery type thing or do a virtual, you know, murder mystery dinner, right? Like, like you buy in for X amount and, and part of that is you get, you know, you know, Uber Eats is delivering your dinner oh. and we get on our call and we actually kind of have this, this, this event together um, is something that we, we definitely want like that's that's coming up for sure in the next year. That, that's a that's a big passion project. We're just trying to find the content that'll that'll fit. Yeah, that's really fascinating. I love that idea. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I will let you know when we okay. uh, we get out there. We'll do it. Yeah, I'll I'll announce it out on here and and tell people <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. get on it. it. Yeah, I love it. Yep. The more the merrier. Cool. Well, why don't you go ahead and plug your stuff? Where can people find Game Apart and, and whatever, whatever else you want to plug? No, well, so so gameapart.com. Um, and and from there, it's there's just there's two buttons at the top. There's join a game or host a game. So it's very self-explanatory. I think that anyone in your audience will will immediately get it. Like they're, they're and, and if not, please, please, please email me, James at gameapart.com and tell me what you didn't because it you should. Um, and, and then again, if, if, if anyone is really interested and excited in what we're doing, um, we're, we're launching this equity crowdfunding campaign on WeFunder. So that's WeFunder.com uh, slash Game Apart and, and would love to have anybody along for the ride. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, James, for coming on. Go check out Game Apart. It is a really cool thing. It's, it's a fun, free thing you can try and pull it up, play some games, have some fun. What have you got to lose? We talked about blockchain in this and some cryptocurrency stuff. And and I know that when we talked about that, that was a hot topic. It was back in December. Kickstarter had just announced that they were going to be using blockchain technology. But it's a month later now, and they still haven't clarified how they'll be using that. And I thought it would be interesting to talk to somebody who knew a little bit more about that, who was a little more experienced in that field. And it was cool. And from my understanding... Some blockchain technologies use as much in a year as it costs to run a light bulb for a year. So not all of them are big environmental drains. Uh, and and so that's kind of cool. I'm sure, like a lot of technologies, right? Like 
when the first computer was there and it took up a whole room or whatever it was, a warehouse, uh, a planet. I'm definitely not exaggerating here, you know, like it guaranteed it used way more energy than anything and barely did anything. And now we've got these little machines that, that take up far less energy and do a lot more. And so it's just the advancement of technology, but we've always got to keep that eye and be environmental friendly and do our part to save this planet, Captain Planet. Anyway, hopefully all is well there. I, I'm open to see where it goes. My cat has been meowing and has ruined literally eight takes. So I am just going with it. Say hi, Zoe. She's not going to do it now because I told her to say hi. So moving on. Zoe Allred, who was on this show, we played her game Persuasion, and I interviewed her as well. Awesome human being. Oh, there's a little drama with TTS and her, and so at this moment, I don't feel good using TTS, and the response has been less than satisfactory. They've only responded... uh, essentially saying like we're gonna make changes after things had escalated so far and people were removing their games and deleting their 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 game you know it's not a game i guess but deleting tts from their steam libraries and yeah that's just it's been an unacceptable response from tts and i fully support zoe and the trans community, the LGBTQ community, and everything. So, yeah, I, f- I think there's like screentop.gg, Tabletopia. There's a lot of good alternatives. So if you are able to, and you're a designer or you're playing games, then maybe go elsewhere for a, for a while and, and explore what else is out there in that space. I uh, know that a few people are transferring their games over there. And that's really exciting to be able to get into those other spaces. And I think a lot of them are actually free and that's cool because then you can get even more people to play it. You don't have to rely on a paid thing. So yeah. Anyway, Zoe, love you. You're amazing. And if there's anything you need, just let me know. That kind of ties into Protocon Online. I'm hoping that people are able to change from TTS, but it is kind of short notice, and I don't know uh, what that's going to hold. But January 29th is Protocon Online. You can come play some, play test some games, and yeah, give feedback and help shape the games of tomorrow. Really cool event. Uh, that's actually where. Zoe and I really got to play one of her games for the first time. That's where I got to play Persuasion the first time was at, at a Protocon Online. So uh, it's it's kind of in a weird spot right now, I guess. I hope that people are able to transfer their games, but I really don't want to be playing on TCS at this point. I hope that you have enjoyed the show. If you've got feedback for me, let me know. You can at me on Twitter, at RyleDeNerd. You can hit me up on email, the Board Game Community Show at gmail.com and if it's something like well you're some sort of pervert for supporting gays and supporting trans rights well then great complain away because I won't stop doing that anyways I'm a little heated about that still right now and uh, if you can't tell I love you all I am really excited to be in this space and be able to meet so many cool cool people and i hope that you all have a wonderful week until next week keep nerding out